welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Spooky. I'm Leanna Vamp. And I'm Ashley Jonkis. And this is a show where we talk about all things spooky. Everything and anything. I'm really excited about this uh, episode because we're going to be talking about all the things that happen to you when you sleep. Which so is scary because it, I don't sleep much. It can be scary. Actually, most of the things we're going to be talking about are obviously scary, but we're going to talk about dreams, nightmares, sleep paralysis, sleepwalking. Um, but the one thing that I think is really cool about this topic is no matter who you are, you can relate to this. It's not like a ghost experience or like an alien experience where it only affects some people. Everyone has weird dreams. Everybody sleeps. Is so, it talked about it or not? Yeah, Everyone exactly. sleeps. So in some capacity, this will affect you or you'll have something that you can relate to, which is pretty fun. Um, so maybe we start off with, we'll start off with like the pleasantries first and then it'll get progressively darker. Maybe we start with dreams. Yeah. Um, and I came prepared with some books. She went to the library, folks. I did. She fucking did it. I went and sat on the floor of Barnes and Noble for a little bit and found some books. So uh, as we talk about our dreams, I'm going to tell you what they mean, according to Gustavus Hindman Miller and... Does that say 12,000 dreams? It does. That's a lot of dreams. And uh, Dr. Michael Lennox. So they're going to tell us um, what everything in our life means, according to our dreams. I don't dreams. know if I'm ready, but I'm here. Um, I'm here. So do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? And then I can, like... You go first. I'll go first. you're probably... Your dreams are probably more pleasant than mine. So... One thing, and we talked about this before, is I don't remember a lot of my dreams, which I, I don't, I haven't looked up what that means, but I have a hard time when I wake up in the morning, I know that I dream something, whether it was good or bad, but I'll remember like one thing. I don't remember what happened, if it was like a story arc, I'll remember something random. And um, the reoccurring dreams that I have most often, I wouldn't necessarily consider them a nightmare because I don't wake up afraid but i have the dream where your teeth fall out i feel like so many people have yeah. it because i've had it lately too and i'm just like really since i was a kid i don't i haven't can't say that i've had it recently but i have the teeth falling out in some capacity whether it's like you're you lose a tooth um i have it where they're loose often same same or where they're like crumbly and i get that whenever i think i need to go to the dentist and i haven't gone and i'm yeah. just like well it, it's reality telling me to like wake up and you go need to, to clean your dentist. teeth yeah clean but your teeth girl according to my books that's not what it means so it says um there's like a couple different things that happen so if your teeth are loose also um i'm gonna throw this out there when you look at a dream book it's like the webmd so when you go to WebMD and you're like, oh, I have a heat rash, it'll tell you it'll have like a flesh-eating yeah. bacteria yeah. You're and gonna your legs die, are going to fall essentially. off. Um, that's kind of what I feel like happens in the dream books. Like I look it up and I'm like, wow, that sucks. Yeah. So here we go. So it says that if your teeth are loose, which you said you've had this, expect failures and gloomy tidings. If a doctor pulls your teeth, you will endure um, a desperate illness. It's, it doesn't get much better. I don't this. dream as far as thinking about some doctors. Like, yeah, no one. Like, so your teeth are loose, then like something obviously bad is in your future. Um, what else? This is like a has a lot about teeth. I heard it was a lot about stress too. Yes. Um, it says if someone is examining your teeth, be careful of your affairs as enemies are lurking near you. So Ooh. really, anything about tooth dreams? I'll look at the other book, but 
it's not good. Like there's nothing good that comes of it. It's all like gloomy. You're yeah. the world Anytime is I've ever had any tooth dream, it's like when I'm like, I have a serious deadline. Someone's stressing me out. I go to sleep very anxious. Yeah. And I am also subconsciously thinking about how the fact like I haven't gone to the dentist in a very long yeah. time. So maybe and these are just around like, yeah, hey, I need it, to go see the It's a combination of adulting and stress. And I'm like, ooh, this is weird. Um, so it says teeth connect to abundance and prosperity. When interpreting the symbol, please understand that money is the only form of abundance and prosperity. So in this book, which is interesting that they both kind of give you different opinions. Like this one is basically saying like, if bad things happen to your teeth, you're going to be broke. Yeah. Which is Tough also life. very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and by no means, I was talking to Cameron earlier, and he's like, you realize that it's just a book that someone wrote. It doesn't mean that... It's like, like zodiac signs. When they say a Capricorn yeah. is, like, an intense person. And I'm right. like, yeah, I'm intense sometimes, but, like, everyone's intense. Right. And I think that it just, it depends on your perspective. Like, obviously, just because your teeth fell out in your dreams doesn't mean that your life is over and everything's going to end. But yeah. it could give you insight on, like, perspective and things to focus on. Like you're saying, when you're stressed, obviously you're not having like restful sleep because all of your stresses are happening while yeah. you sleep. Um, another reoccurring one, which is kind of common, is the quicksand. I've never have had you? a, no. I Really? Nope. I have, I have, I will get into it. I have very messed up dreams, but none no of them. No quicksand? Never. I, I have the one where it's like you're running from something and you're running normally. So you're running away from a bear or away, something that's a threat. And then all of a sudden you look down and you're like, your arms are moving, but your legs are stuck. So you're stuck in Never. the quicksand. Really? I feel like I have that one often. No. And so I looked that one up because apparently I have. I'm a strange person though. I don't have normal dreams. So if you find yourself in quicksand while dreaming, you will meet with loss and deceit. If you're unable to get out of the quicksand, you will be involved in or overwhelming misfortune. Like, but see, like for me, I also hate the beach. I don't like sand. And <laughs> so the, last time, the last time I dealt with sand, it messed up my camera. So like me and sand, we don't cooperate. We don't dream about each other. We're good. Like we're just stare at each other's lives. Like we're good. That's, I mean, that's a smart thing to do. So no quicksand dreams for you. Which we're divorced. You, you and sand have a divorce. Yeah. I think that's interesting though, because I have that one often. Do you have any dreams that are reoccurring? I have many. I have, do you? So. Okay, I'm going to get ready with my book. Extreme disclaimer, I've had a terrible plague of nightmares since I was a child. And that is why my work is so dark, is because I translate a lot of my nightmares into my work. But there's been a few that have been reoccurring that I actually can't explain, where to anyone that I know as friends, they're like, that just means like, you don't like these people and you need to get rid of them. But like for me, like I've had this one dream where I'm in a hallway and I keep having, I have to open these doors and I open the door and the hallway keeps getting smaller and the doors keep getting smaller, but on the sides of the hallways, there's doors opening and it's these people that have been in my life before in the past and they've kind of made my life miserable, but not so prevalent enough for me to be like, oh, like, I hate you, but they're just always lurking. So it's this constant like hallway where it keeps getting suffocating and I just, I don't get it. I have it at least once a month. At this point- Really, I'm, that I'm, often? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna read you what, it doesn't specifically say, it says hall, um, but it says, to dream of walking down a hallway means small annoyances on the horizon in business matters. To dream of being um, in a concert, no, you're not in a concert hall. No. So it means that there's small annoyances 
on the horizon in business matters. That's well, everyone what this annoys me, so that makes sense. That makes sense. But you're saying, like, those people, because you said those people that were, like, yeah, bad in some way. Yeah, it's not people that I think of casually. It's, like, people who made fun of me in middle school that I haven't even thought about in years. They pop up in but my dreams. But they're, like, infiltrating and my like, dreams? I'm like, get out! Hallway. A hallway is a part of, well, we know what a hallway is, duh. Um, in the realm of consciousness, the hallway is a symbol of an inner transition or change. If, you, if your dream takes place in a hallway or features one strongly, then you are in some sort of process that has not yet led you to your final destination. That's that actually that pretty makes, deep. That's more deep than that. Yeah, because like for me, I'm constantly escaping like things to move on to the next phase of life. So maybe it's just like the ongoing You're on hallway. your path yeah, to your the, final destination. Yeah, but the doors keep getting smaller. That's like maybe there's a proportion. Oh, like the proportions yeah. keep getting claustrophobic. And that's what's weird. Or, it's like hobbit doors at this point. Or it's narrowing to like your destination. Maybe. The, like the doors are getting, the options are getting smaller until you finally get to where you need to be. Yeah, but like the... I mean, We're going to try like, to take the good out of this and not yeah. look at like the doom and gloom. It's getting borderline like drive through window. Like, yeah. am I going to get through here? Can I, I fit know. through this door? I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's, it's super creepy. So like, the hallway dream is a reoccurring dream. Is there any other ones that you have um, often? That's once a month. That seems... It's a lot. I mean, I have that, and then I have, like, sleep paralysis issues, and I have, like... Ooh, I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah. Like, um, those are reoccurring, too, but... So, usually at the beginning we start and we talk about, like, a show, a horror genre show or movie that we're watching that has something to do with our topic, and um, I guess we can kind of circle back to that. We just watched um, a show on Netflix, or I just watched a show on Netflix. It's called um, Mara, and Ooh. I started watching it maybe, like, a couple weeks ago. And I was really tired and we fell, Cameron and I fell asleep, so we just turned it off. And we watched it again last night and it's actually about sleep paralysis. And it's about um, a psychiatrist who is investigating a case where a guy, I think he like breaks his neck and uh, he's having sleep paralysis. And then she starts having sleep paralysis. Full disclosure, sleep paralysis terrifies me. Yeah, it's not fun. I have never experienced it. I had a little glimpse of a dream, maybe, it was after we talked about it last week, so maybe like three or four days ago, where I dreamt about having sleep paralysis, yeah. but I was very aware that it was a dream. Like I knew that it wasn't, that's not what was happening yeah. to me. Yeah. And it's funny because there's like this fuzzy blanket, I don't know if you can see it on camera, but this fuzzy blanket that's like a faux fur blanket. And I was sleeping and I felt like the pressure of something pushing me down, but whatever yeah. the yeah. thing above me was, it was made out of that. Because I could feel, like, the fur on my face, and I don't know, maybe I was dreaming. That's a nice sleep paralysis exactly. dream. But it was, like, a hint of what that kind of fear of something above you and, and pushing on you felt like. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't actual sleep paralysis. Yeah. And that was enough for me to be like, mm-mm. Yeah, because like I've dealt with sleep issues since I was a child. Like, I was, like, a chronic sleepwalker. I would just get up. I would, like, drink glasses of milk when I was very, like, super young. I would be able to, in my sleep, walk all the way down the stairs, go into the kitchen, get a, like, glass of milk. Like, it was like just... Like, you were awake. Yeah, like, I was awake. And that went on, and I was I was sleepwalking. I was, like, shaking mattresses, like, trying to jump out a window. Like, it was, what? like, all this stuff. And then that led to eventually, as a teenager, once I was going through a lot of, like, changes in my life, like, sleep paralysis kind of took over where I actually stopped moving, and it was this complete flip where it was, like, for me walking around to something almost, like, pushing me. And that's when I started dealing with, like, the feeling of being stuck and then also, like, the actual fear 
of hearing someone constantly when I was stuck in certain positions. We have to, like, we're going to have to start at the beginning of this, because yeah. that is so crazy. So, I remember you, you grew up in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. Which is super haunted, if anybody it's doesn't know. Old. It's old, which comes with, Historic. like, lots of history, lots of bad things happening, and um, all of that residual energy. But do you remember that being something that, like, as a child has traveled with you? Or, like, what's your your oldest memory of that happening? It was, like, as soon as I moved to Boston. It was weird because I, I had the sleepwalking up until I was about 16. And that was when I really, like, figured out who I was. And then that's when it all flipped where things started, like, I started being able to take control. And that's when I started thinking, I'm going to move out. And then as soon as I got to Boston, that's when I was on my own. I was scared all the time. I was living in a very historic neighborhood. I was in Newton and you know there's a lot of history about that town where it was like we had our campus legitimately on ground that had like these Victorian houses that actually held like slaves captive and like it was all these things like and there was a lot of just weird vibes and so as soon as I got to college that's when I started dealing with the fact that I felt I was being pressured down and when I would flip to my left side it was always around two or three in the morning and I would hear a, an old time. man screaming hey like but not in a nice way it was like like an aggressive it was as if like a guy was like right in my ear screaming at the top of his lungs like I would get up or I would try to get up and I couldn't and my whole body would freeze and I didn't know why because I'd yeah. never dealt with that before in my life. I would rather just like shook in someone's mattress and gone back to sleep. Right. But this was like a whole other thing. And I didn't know what caused it. So I actually was, I'm very intrigued by it because I've never personally experienced it. So we actually, in that movie Mara, it opens up and it tells you like just two little facts. And it says 40% of people worldwide, I believe it said, suffer from sleep paralysis and two thirds of those people uh, report like a demonic entity or something yeah. I google that because like 40% that's a lot that's almost half that's that would half, mean that like yeah. in this room for sure one of us will in this room the statistics work but that seems like a lot so I looked it up and it actually says less than eight people suffer from it which is still a lot you know yeah um that's still a lot of people um but I looked it up because I wanted to know more about it and eight it's people eight people eight, in the world oh not eight people eight <laughs> percent eight percent of people eight Less than 8% of people. Me and seven other people on this whole planet. It's a very small bowl of people. Yeah. We should have those other seven people on our show. It's a club. You're not it's invited. A club. I'm, not, I'm not part of the club. No, you're not invited. Okay, so I, I'm not good with statistics. But anyways, so I was looking at more of how it happens. So sleep paralysis only happens when you're um, in deep sleep. Yeah. So if you sleep for short amount of it's time. Random, like, it's like, It's like, right? It's so well, it says... Well, for me, like, I... And I, I researched it, too, because I was like, what's going on? And it was like, when you almost reach REM, but not really, but your muscles start yeah. kind of, like, so spasming it, in your eyes. And it says, um, occurs when a person suddenly finds himself uh, unable to move for a few minutes. Most often, upon falling asleep or waking up, sleep paralysis is due to irregularity and passing between stages of sleep and wakefulness. So, it's actually... Um, it says, uh, causes during REM sleep, the brain has vivid dreams while the muscles of the body are essentially turned off. Yeah. So you're, you're basically like yeah. a big noodle. Yeah. And you wake up. Yeah. 
which is which is my terrifying. life terrifying <laughs> your giant noodle I'm and literally you're a noodle and then my brain I swear <laughs> like I have to just when I go to sleep at night even like tonight I'll do it I'll be like please do not think about anything like just go to go the fuck to sleep like I have to like listen to Morgan Freeman and he does his whole YouTube he, things and like talks you to sleep does, I, does that help you? No, I just oh, it makes me no. feel makes me feel a little better. But like I will go three or four months without having nightmares, and then I'll have two months straight of insanity. And what when you have sleep paralysis? So this has happened since you were a kid, right? Or since yeah. you were younger? It transitioned. It was like from like walking around to just being the stagnant noodle and like dealing with the pressures. Of and it. you said you hear someone talk to you. Yeah. But is it always that, or is it like, is there a visual thing that you see? Is I, there? So it used to be the guy screaming. It hasn't happened recently because I refuse to sleep on my left side. And um, which is interesting because for people that have like stomach issues, they recommend that you sleep on your left side because it like aids digestion. Yeah. So that's interesting that I'd rather that would, not poop. Yeah. I'd rather this be man. plugged up and hear this man. <laughs> I I'm good, but like yeah, lately. It's been this feeling of not necessarily pressure on me, but it's almost as if someone is putting their hands over my face and just like pulling my entire no, brain no, no. backwards into my bed. It's a really bizarre thing because I like my whole body feels normal, but it's it's as it's if like someone in your face. Yeah, it's as if someone just goes and it pulls my whole mental chasm backwards. Do you feel? Do you? Does it hurt? No, it doesn't hurt, but it feels like a pressure it's like a, a wind gust of sorts I, I don't even know how to describe it like and how long does it last that or lasts, I mean in your mind how long do you think it lasts I mean I think I realized it after 10 seconds it never lasts more than 10 seconds because I okay. wake up and I'll be like holy shit like it'll that's scary yeah and it, it always happens at certain times that's just weird like I'll go to bed because I'm an old lady I'll go to bed at like 11 30 at night and It'll only happen from like 3.30 to 4.30 in the morning. Because I'll always check the time. I'm just like... Yeah. Because in my head, I'm like, ooh, is it time to get up and eat waffles? Like, is it breakfast time yet? Is he telling me it's time? Yeah. No, it, he's it's... He's like, no, he's smashing my head into the bed. He's just trying to tell me to do something crazy. I wonder, like, I want you to keep track of this more. And, like, even if on future episodes it has nothing to do yeah. with what we're talking about, yeah. like, I want to hear about... Any it's very triggered by stress, though. For sure. That's the thing. Like, um, when I'm good, I'm like, I do not hear that little motherfucker talk to me. Did, did you ever suffer from, as a kid, like, night terrors or nightmares? I know you said you had nightmares, I've but always had nightmares. Have you ever had night terrors? I did when I found out that I couldn't handle Tylenol. <laughs> Liquid so, Tylenol fucked me up as a child. You know what's interesting is I was looking this up because I I remember everyone had nightmares. Everyone, like, you watched something scary and you had, like, a bad dream. Yeah. Um, but people that have night terrors, so I was trying to find out more information of the differences, people, children usually are affected by it and usually, usually you grow out of it. It can last longer. But it was saying that if you have night terrors, you usually don't remember them. Mm -hmm. So it's extreme trauma, like you'll rustle in the bed, yeah. but you wake up, obviously stressed and crying or whatever, yeah. but you won't have a vivid memory of what happened, whereas exactly. a nightmare, yeah. you remember. So Nightmares I always remember. Like the night terror affects, I would say, people more so around you because they're like, oh my god, this trauma that yeah. the child is going yeah. through, but when the child wakes up, they're like, they don't remember. It's weird too, 
because for me and my sister went through the same thing. It's like we would get sick and we would get a fever and at a certain point in the fever, we'd get night terrors. And then we'd get Tylenol and Tylenol would mess us up. And that would just make us crazy. Are you allergic to Tylenol? I guess I could barely take pain medication without huh. crying, but it, it's like this whole thing where that somehow breaches this mental state where it's just like a free-for-all and I haven't had night terror since I've just had really bad nightmares that maybe they are but I can handle better yeah and I think the thing about a nightmare is you you can wake up for it and you wake up from it and you you obviously have like still the physical signs of the stress mm -hmm. um but it's not like a night terror sounds so much more traumatic but when you actually hear the definition of what they are it's like I would rather have a night terror because I'd rather be in stress while yeah. I'm sleeping yeah. and then wake up and not remember. Um, side note, I love sleeping. I love sleep. Like me and sleep. I love it, but I don't get it. We're right here. Um, so like even talking about this stuff, I was thinking about it. And I'm like, am I inviting weird things to happen to me while I'm sleeping? Cause I don't want any of that. Like yeah, if something comes in between me and my sleep, there's going to be a problem and I don't want it. Um, what else? Have How much you, sleep do you get? Like, what's your ideal? Because this is different for everyone, and I actually find it fascinating because, like, for me... You don't sleep a lot. I... So, in college, when I had more of the sleep paralysis, I was sleeping four hours a night. That's not good, And right? that's not good, and I no. almost think that sometimes that stuff can be triggered by the fact that your body is freaking out. Oh, God, Because yeah. you're putting it through something it, it's not yeah. used to. And I know everyone's like, you have to have seven or eight hours to, like, be a fully functioning adult. But, like, right. for me, like, I've had to train myself to go from four hours to five hours. And now I'm at, like, on a good day, I'm at seven, but usually at six. I... My ideal... <laughs> I can, I can sleep like 10 hours and, and be, I would be so happy. Um, but I will stay up really late and then I'll sleep in. So it's usually yeah. around eight less right around that, which I think is average. They say that if you have too much sleep, that's also really bad for you. Um, if you sleep more than like 10 hours, it can lead to like ob lazy. obesity and well, obviously cause you're just sleeping all the time. Um, but I can, I have a gift. I consider it a gift. <laughs> I can also sleep anywhere at any time. I know people around. like that, and it 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 anywhere. blows my mind. I can sleep on this couch. I could sleep on the floor. There was one time we were at a convention, and I got a migraine, and the only way to cure my migraine is to sleep. So I curled up. I had like I think I took Cameron's jacket. I went under the table, and it had a curtain. And I slept, I fell asleep and it was, my migraine was terrible, but that was the only thing that would make it go away. People were like, he's telling me, people are walking up to the booth and asking and he's like, oh, she's just taking a break. She's just chilling. No, I was under the table, yeah. passed the hell out. I can't do that. Like I have friends who, and I respect them so hard. Like people who can sleep on command, burp on command. I'm like, you guys are all stars. I mean, I can't do it on command. Well, I but if I'm tired Within enough, a five minute, like yeah. I have to lay down at night and be like, okay, Ashley, like a pep talk? Yeah, I like a talk to myself. Talk. I'm just like, don't think about deadlines, don't think about invoices, think about happy things, and then... Don't be stressed. And that takes me half an hour of just talking to myself. Well, I feel like the they say, don't don't stress and you will have a restful... I know, I'm trying to get I'm, comfy with the mic. Trying to get uh, don't stress and you'll have a restful mm -hmm. night of sleep. But when you're stressed, the hardest thing to do is to not stress. Give me some cord. Give me some cord. Um, do you have... I guess we talked about reoccurring dreams. Do you have reoccurring nightmares? Yes. And I actually, so 
one of the movies that I saw recently, which was not good at all. Like, I really didn't like it, but there was a moment in it, and it, it's Wait, called... Wait, what was it called? Before I Wake. Before I Wake. And it's on Netflix. I would not recommend it, but it's Or maybe like, you should watch it. I don't know. Watch it for the first 40 minutes. Um, it's, it's just very kind of cheesy, but essentially it's about, like, this husband and wife, and their son dies, and so they adopt this other child, and the child has these dreams that come to life, but they're kind of, like, fucked up and shit. And that kid's dealing with it, too, but, like, one point that really triggered me, before I shut it off, um, was he would, like, draw this creepy creature that he saw in his dreams, and that How was... How old was the kid? Like, little? Or? Um, he's, like, probably, like, three or four. Okay. But... He'll, like, draw the, the character, the creature, and then he'll, like, scribble it out. And he's like, that's how I get rid of it. And, like, for me in my nightmares, through my work, I would always have recurring nightmares. And then as soon as I put it out as a visual output, it would go away. And so, so it's that's, like this thing stuck yeah, in your brain that so needs that's to get why out. It's like this dark chasm that, because people are like, you're such a happy person. Why do you do this dark shit? I'm just like, that... Is like to get really It's a coping mechanism. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm stuck with these nightmares and I'm just like, that's actually a part of me that I'm releasing that is going to swirl around in my brain if I don't let it out. That's crazy. And you know what? I always wanted to ask you because there's like a very, um, when you look at your work, there's a very distinct style. Mm -hmm. And that's really interesting that you're like, that's all this craziness this in my brain. I yeah. need to expel it's it. It's like a cleanse. It's like when yeah. you're, I don't know, when you're constipated and you're like, I need to do a cleanse. And you, you have to out. get the galactic sludge out, whatever it is. If it's in your brain, if it's in your colon, whatever. Like, it's... Release. Just, yeah. You don't... If you keep it in there, it's gonna make you insane. And for me, I've been blessed to, like, do it through my work. Yeah. Is there, like, a specific, um... Because I want to use my dream books more. Is there, like, <gasps> a specific topic that you would say your nightmare is... Fire. Fire? There's always... It was more prevalent... Okay, I'm gonna look it up. It was always more prevalent when I was in college, and then as soon as I moved to the West Coast, um, I would have these intense fire dreams, and I would actually feel the heat. Oh, it God, look at weird. fire. Look at how fire much. Oh, there's a lot of fire on things. fire. But it, it was, I don't know, like, I don't know how in-depth we want to go because it'll sound a little morbid, but it was sometimes it was people who, like, have really just tried to do wrong to me and I would see them and they would people on, on fire? fire yeah people okay on fire. you keep talking I'm gonna try to see if I can find that in here so people I had a fire. few people on on fire in my dreams that were from my very early childhood um it was also situations that I would be in with people that kind of rubbed me the wrong way and things would get really heated and it would literally catch on fire and so like a lot of my visual like works from like five years ago there was a heavy dosage of fire in it and I never fully explained why that was I would just kind of put out the work as a mm -hmm. release for myself but yeah it was like directly reflective of my dreams okay so the in both books like this this other the 12,000 dreams book has like the abbreviated of everything about fire but this one it's still a little bit shorter but um I didn't read through it yet. So it says, dreaming of fire is favorable unless you get burned. Do you ever get burned? Not me. Okay, other people get burned. To I dream of seeing else. your home burning su suggests a loving companion and obedient children. No. Your home is never no. on fire. Mm -mm. Okay. Book, you are not doing a good job yet. If business owners watch their stores burning in dreams, a great rush in business and profit is expected. No nope. business. Uh, to dream that they are fighting a fire, to not get burned denotes that you will suffer many worries. You're not doing that. 
Um, I'm burning bad motherfuckers. You're burning people down. Yeah. Seeing the ruins of the business after the fire forebodes ill luck. If you dream of kindling fire, you may expect many pleasant surprises. It's not really helping. I us, mean, right? if I'm kindling fires upon people that I don't like, that brings me pleasure. You may expect many <laughs> pleasant surprises. You will have distant friends to visit. So we're taking the good out of that. That means that good things are going to come to you because you light people on fire. Yes. If nothing else from this book, we gain. For me, I was like, maybe it's rebirth. I don't know because, like, you know, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how to explain it. I just have weird dreams. Like it's. Maybe I mean, that I find that really interesting, though, because to have, I always think when you dream and there's scary dreams or there's things that you're dreaming about and it's a reoccurring thing, I always think, is it actually reoccurring or in your dream, are you dreaming that it's happening over and over again? How do you really know? Exactly. But it's always different scenarios. It's not like the same dude on okay. fire. So it is reoccurring. Yeah. Just... Don't but the piss heat? Ashley off or she can Don't light you on your on bother fire. bother me. I'm a nice person. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, it's always... But the fact that I actually feel the heat and I'll wake up in like a hot sweat. When you're sweaty? Oh, yeah. And I don't usually do that unless I have a fire dream. Do you talk in your sleep? Because I talk in my sleep. I don't know. I hear from I other people. I don't know anymore. I live alone. I don't know. You're going to have to sleep over so I can monitor oh, your God. sleep habits and report back to everyone watching and listening about um, if you talk, the things yeah. you do. So I, I don't know when I do it. I don't know that it's a regular pattern enough to know that if it's like when I'm stressed or if I'm like tired, Cameron will say, you were talking in your sleep and he's an instigator too. Mm -hmm. So if I'm talking, it's usually that I'm saying words over and over again. So it's not like I'm having a conversation, but I'm saying the same thing over and over again. And then he'll start talking to me to hope that maybe I react or I yeah, say something like or do something. Yeah. But I usually don't. I just, I will just keep saying the same thing over and over again, and then I'll turn over and go to sleep. So we haven't quite figured out <laughs> what that means or what, what I'm trying to do or say or if I'm stressed or... Are they decent words or just like I don't, Cameron, soap, have soap. I said anything interesting? Any decent words? I feel like no. It's usually like murder. <laughs> You're gonna Red die. Rum. <laughs> I don't think that it's anything ever really interesting. Uh, it's just like average words. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So it's not really that exciting, but I do talk in my sleep. See, I just don't know. Like maybe I should like have a GoPro recorder set up. And... I was actually I was thinking about this, and I was like, should we get GoPros and should we I have put one? Them? But. Do you really want to know what happens? No. So say you're sleeping and like you're, you get, something happens, like you move or you sit straight up. Like he said, Cameron said this to me the other night when I was talking in my sleep and then he's like, yeah, and then all of a sudden you sat straight up in the bed and you looked around and I was it's like. It's like paranormal activity yeah. shit. I, I was like, no, I didn't. That. No, no, I didn't. And he's like, no, you didn't. But if I saw that, then I would be more panicked. Yeah. So I just I don't want to time sleeping because mm -hmm. I'd be embarrassed. Yeah. I don't want weird things to happen that I know about. I just want to sleep yeah. and enjoy it. And if weird things happen, fine. Let them be weird and let them happen. Yeah. And I just don't have to know about Do them. Do you ever find that foods you eat before you get, go to bed or anything, drinks? Because um, for me, like, I have major triggers. And I know uh, chocolate yes. is for sure a trigger that will have you have, like, crazy Nutella. dreams. Yeah. If you want to have cocoa, if you want to have messed up dreams, two tablespoons of Nutella will do the trick. Just hit that Nutella. Maybe right one shot then. of whiskey, and that will destroy your mind. Anything else besides? No, just those. I've done that before when I have like, and it, it's awful. But like, I'll have like creative blocks, and I'm just like, oh, this is Nutella time. And I'm 
take a few spoonfuls for the team and I usually have Nutella with breakfast, like on toast. At so night, I don't think it's of a demon. I'm gonna I mean for the sake of the show, I will tonight. try it. We will have some Nutella tonight and we'll report back next time of yeah. what happens. Yeah. You gotta have the Nutella though, like the two tablespoons, and then you gotta have like a, a little shot of whiskey because it's like this weird warm and like it's this weird effect and it like chocolate alcohol mix. Yeah. Chocohol. The chocohol mix. We're, we're coining that chocohol. That's Try my it. signature drink. Chocoholic. You're a chocoholic. I'm bitch. a chocoholic. I love it. We're gonna try that and we'll see if anything happens. Oh, do you have like good dreams that are reoccurring? So I I don't I again I don't remember. Like I will wake up and I feel like once I wake up from a dream, I get a rush of emotion. So I'll I'll have like everything come through me at once, but then as the minutes go by, it fades. Yeah. It fades, it fades, it fades. And I've always wanted to do, I remember someone telling me to have a notebook by your bed and write I down. I do that. Do yeah. you? Oh yeah. Um, and I think that would be really helpful because I just want to, I want to know more about weird dreams. So I did have some, after we had our conversation, we're like, our next episode is going to be about sleepy time things. Um, I said, I'm going to try to remember. So I had a dream and I'm going to look them up in my book and see what they mean. I didn't bring my book, I'm so unprepared. You, I have two books, you can have one book if you wanna look at this book. Yeah. You're like, I don't, I don't care about the books. You're the boss. Um, so I had a dream and the only thing I remember from this one specific dream is that I had giant hips. <laughs> it sounds so dumb, but I remember it was like my regular she body. She was Nicki Minaj. <laughs> and my hips were, but it wasn't even like good looking, it was like these weird like handles on the side of my body. And um, so we're gonna look up. I didn't mark this one because I just too much Nutella. I <laughs> too much Nutella in the hip in the hip area. Yeah. And I also for, forget. So what does hips mean? H. They actually have hips in the book. Yeah. Yeah, it's in here. So it says for. Okay, I'm gonna read you all the scenarios just so you can get an idea of what. Oh Jesus! What hip dreams? Mean. Baby. <laughs> Did, surprisingly, no babies. So it says, for a woman to admire her own hips shows that she will be disappointed in love. Wow. Terrible. Plot twist. <laughs> for a woman to dream that her hips are too narrow is an omen of sickness and disappointments. Jesus. If too fat, which I'm assuming I would qualify in that, like they were too big, my hips yeah. were too big. Yeah. She is in danger of losing her reputation. Ooh. Uh, to notice fat hips on animals, in case there's like a fat-hipped tiger or a fat-hipped monkey, foretells ease and pleasure. What? So basically, your life is either gonna just self-destruct or... It's gonna self-destruct. Like, yeah. there's nothing good coming of it. And then I had another one, and I don't remember anything about the dream, but that I had um, a baby blue skirt on. See, I don't, it makes no sense. And uh, I hate baby blue, it's my least favorite color. It's I don't gross. like color it's at gross. all, but baby blue is like the worst. Um, H-I-J-K. And what did skirt me? I should have marked these. But this one wasn't good either. I feel like I was like, uh, so there's skunk. Past it. This is your sleep paralysis demon. I know. It's just in a different form, it's in a skirt. Can I spell S-K-I-R? Oh, okay. To dream of a short skirt or tight skirts is a warning of financial problems. It wasn't short or tight. It was baby blue. Someone's gonna sue you. Long or full skirts uh, are financial gains. Maybe I should look up blue, because it was blue. But still, I'm like, out of all of the things I remember of the dream, it's stupid things. It, 
really I feel mean. like blue is more of the significant aspect. But it was baby blue, Yeah, because right? we wear skirts all the time. That's yeah, bullshit. But never baby blue ones. No, that's gross. I'm really having a hard time with the spelling of things. Here it is. Um, blue. To dream of any shade of blue might warn... Oh, Jesus. God. Something's going down. The world's ending The world is ending around me. Okay, to dream of any shade of blue might warn of a bout of depression. It could also refer to unexpected, an unexpected positive event. That's probably the best thing that I've read yeah. about anything so far. Um, finally, blue might indicate that the sky's the limit in a current... We're going to take that one. That the sky's the that. limit in a current endeavor. So we're going to go with that. So other... It's talking about our podcast. Exactly. The sky's the limit on this current endeavor. Yeah, we have no baby blue on our set, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't because... matter. Otherwise, my future is very dark. <laughs> very, very dark. It's all so, dark. this dream book is not my friend anymore. We're just gonna. We tried though. We we took the scientific method and. But we... is it is it really science? I you know I don't know Doc because these doctors. Say I think it is. there's so much influence on the internet that we can easily read and be like, oh, that makes sense. It, it's like how like zodiac signs work. It's just like how like we're so. We're so interested in how that part of our lives work, and we just want an explanation. So, yeah. like, maybe it's real, maybe it's bullshit. We don't know, but it's kind of cool to, like, read something that feels like, oh, like, there's a purpose in the craziness that happens in my head. Because, like, for me, sometimes I'll wake up and I'm like, how did I think of that? Like, yeah, that's where weird. did that come from? That was not something I wanted in yeah. my head. Why? Well, I think weird. what's really cool especially for for you particularly is you have a like an artistic outlet where you can make those weird things become something else whereas other people are like you're an accountant and you yeah, dream about weird creatures and you're like well I do addition and subtraction yeah. and taxes you're so. stuck with octopus man exactly so you have a gift yeah we're gonna call it a gift yeah um drop my notes oh my god um what about okay you talked about sleepwalking so I have, and I kind of told you this story before, but I'm going to share it with you guys because it is super embarrassing. And that's we what like we're here those. to do, is share our embarrassing stories. So I only have one memory of sleepwalking. I could have done this often and just never woken anyone else up, and they would have never known. So when I was, I was living uh, in Pasadena, this was forever ago, so I had to have been like... 10 or younger. I don't exactly remember when it happened or how old I was, but my only sleepwalking experience, I had a, our house was set up where it was like my room, the bathroom, my brother's room were all in a line. Mm -hmm. And then there was like, if you walked out of that hallway where there was a family room and then you had to walk across the house to get to my parents' room. So you had to walk across like the foyer where the front yeah, door was yep. to get to their room. And they had a bathroom in their room. And I wake up one night and I walk all the way. I could, if I had to go to the bathroom, I could have just walked right out of my room, turned and walked into the bathroom. But I walked all the way across the house. My parents had this walk-in closet that had like these old creaky wooden shutter doors. So they were very loud. If you opened them, you know, like shutter doors, how they sound. If you open them, it's gonna wake people up. <laughs> I walk out of my bedroom, across the foyer, into their bedroom. And there was no, they always had the door open, so there was no like barrier where I had to open another door. I walk in front of their closet, I open the doors, I walk into their closet, and I go to, <laughs> so embarrassing, I go to the corner oh, of the room, gosh. you know where this is going, right? 
yep. to the laundry basket. And I remember it was like a white plastic laundry basket. It was very low to the ground. It was one of those like Just rectangular. Just low enough where it feels, where it like, feels a safe space. like a toilet. <laughs> and I take my sweatpants off or whatever pant object I was wearing. I sit down in that laundry basket and I pee. I pee a real good pee in that laundry basket. <laughs> to make it last. And honestly, I don't, I don't remember if my parents woke me up, because you're not, they say don't wake someone up, just make sure that they're safe and like get them back to their bed. And I don't remember if, I'm pretty sure they didn't wake me up and they told me about it later. But did they just watch you do your thing and then go <laughs> yeah, back? Yeah, that's what I think. That's that, weird. But I actually, I don't know if they saw me after the fact or it was like they caught me mid-pee and just let me do my yeah. thing. I'm sure there was words exchanged like, what the hell are you doing pissing in the laundry basket, yeah. child? Um, and yeah, so my only sleepwalking experience was taking a pee in my parents' laundry basket. Oh my god. Right? And now you guys know. People always ask, like, what's your most embarrassing moment? And I never... But like, do you remember know. doing that? Or did they just tell you? Um, as they told... Like, as I tell the story, I vividly remember the house and everything. But I don't know if I remember the experience. Mm -hmm. Or if I remember just because I know the layout of the house. Yeah. And I'm remembering yeah. the story they told me. Um, so since then, I don't think that I've ever sleepwalked. Sleep... Sleepwalked? Sleep sleepwalked. 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 Yeah. And whatever. I, I don't think I've ever done yeah. that. Um, but that was my only, like, all of my sleep experiences, when I go back and, like, re-listen to this episode, it's going to be like, wow, that is not very fortunate. No. You. I think everyone has a bad sleep experience. Yeah. Or people that, there's plenty of people that I'm jealous of that have, like, fruitful dreams. Yeah, they have nice like things happen and rainbows. They're like, oh, I had a dream I went on a vacation, so I booked a vacation. I'm like, fuck well, you. that's great. I don't have those dreams. We dream I've got like, real messed up I've got stuff. like crazy creatures coming at me, and I gotta artistically articulate it by like the end of the month, otherwise I'm fucked. Yeah, like, that's like, my life. That I don't dream. get a vacation. Yeah. So we're gonna, I'm gonna try to do better about remembering things, whether they're good or bad, and share them. Because I feel like it's interesting. Yeah. Or it's just embarrassing. But either way, it's entertaining. And it that's is. what we're here to do. It is. Is entertain you guys and each other. We're dream painting. <laughs> yes. Dream I like that. Dream painting. Um, what else can we talk about? What else happens when you sleep? We dream. You digest. You digest, <laughs> which is a good thing. If you sleep on your left side, it's good. That's not me. Um, you have nightmares. You may or not. Are you like a, so like for me, cause I'm like, unless I'm super comfortable, I toss and turn all night. And oh, so like, are you someone who's no. just like flip flopping? Or are you like, you're, you're down for the count? Um, once I'm asleep, I'm like a brick. So when I was a kid, actually my brother, my older brother thought it was the funniest thing. I had one of those uh, metal trendle beds mm. and he used to think it was the most hilarious thing to come and shake the bed and yell earthquake. This was like a weekend thing. It happened all the time. Um, and I slept through the Northridge earthquake. So if anyone's like from this, from California knows that that earthquake was horrific. Like it was, it decimated so many area, it was terrible. I slept right through it. Um, but like, there was, it's just Jimmy. Yeah, there was plenty, there was actually one time when there was an actual earthquake mm -hmm. and I was super groggy and I remember waking up and I was like, my older brother I was like, Michael, stop shaking the bed, leave me alone, I'm tired. And he then I finally there. opened my eyes and there was nobody there and the whole house was rolling. Yeah. Um, which is, earthquakes are also terrifying. Um, but living and growing up in California, it's like, I'll take an earthquake over a tornado any day. Yeah, we didn't get those. No. But 
I toss and turn like a little tamale. Really? Yeah. Like, I, if, if I'm super comfortable, like, I have to be in this certain position to be like, ooh, I feel good. Yeah. Otherwise, I think it's, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm just like a, I'm a horrible sleeper. Like, if I didn't have to sleep, I wouldn't, but... I mean, it's an inconvenience, yeah, definitely. You I don't know. get time. more done if you could stay awake and not have to sleep, but we recharge. It makes, like, I get it. It's the body. We're tired. Yeah. We need to recharge. It makes sense. Like, my favorite part of going to sleep is, like, just waking up knowing I can eat breakfast. So, like, if I'm, like, it's, like, 11 p.m., I'm, like, well, there's waffles in the morning. If I sleep now, then I'm, I'm closer to in, getting waffles. In seven hours, I will have waffles and hot coffee. I kind of want to talk about, have you watched uh, Haunting of Hill House? Yes. So... If you haven't watched it, earmuffs, again, because we're going to talk about it. If you haven't watched it by now, it's been out for, like, five months, so yeah, fuck you. It was October of last year, and I actually binged it. Uh, we watched a couple episodes at home, and then we had a flight to New Zealand, so I downloaded all the episodes mm -hmm. on the Netflix app, and we watched, um, like, most... We actually binged the rest of the show while we were flying. Yeah. But this show kind of starts out with sleep paralysis, and... As you watch the show, you realize what the bent neck lady, who she is, and what yep. it ends up being. Um, but at the beginning, I remember seeing that part, and I was like, oh, hell no. Like, no. Triggered. Sleep demons. I don't want it. I don't need it. Um, but it was actually really cool how it came full circle, because it kind of yeah, opened Yeah, because it, it really confused me at the beginning. And then, like, as soon as it got midway through, I was like, okay, now all the storylines make sense. Like, all of these things, they're coming together. And, like, for yeah. me, like, I'm very, like, I was like, visually, this is so well done. But I was like, I don't understand the plot yet. And the, then it clicks. The um, I think that there was issues with, like, the dialogue for me, because in some of the situations, it's like a family dynamic. Um... The way that it was people, heavy in the family department. It was, but there was a bunch of scenes where the reactions were not what you, how that would really play out. And I'm mm -hmm. like a real big stickler about dialogue in things yeah. because if something, even with that show that I was talking about earlier, Mara on Netflix, mm -hmm. if there's something happening, there's a way that people respond. And when they shortcut that and they take out like the initial buildup and it just goes to like the peak of the conversation, yeah. I'm like, but. Nobody talks to each other like that. There was a lot of exchanges in that show where I'm like, that's not real life. That's not how that would happen. Yeah. Visually, it was beautiful. And the thing, too, which I don't know if anyone really noticed, but there were certain scenes where it was shot full on for like 10 minutes, one continuous, continuous shot. Scene. Yeah. There was no breaks. Yeah. And that's what blew my mind because for that to happen and to have like the dialogue on perfect, like just perfectly done and have like the camera zoom and pan into the next room and then pan back like they, there was something in the funeral home where that happened I was like mm -hmm. ooh and then there was like is it where the dad goes down yeah, the hall yeah, after yeah and it's like yeah. earlier and it's like 10 minutes and then like when the thunderstorm's happening there's another like 5 minute scene of just like yeah. one cinematographer getting everything like that was done so well yeah. and you know like there were certain parts that genuinely freaked me out like when uh, that I don't know what he was. He was like the giant tall guy who kind of like floated, and he was like, it, it he was just a big tall black guy in a black like he was just a full black mass of bullshit, and he was not. <laughs> I love your description. <laughs> I'm a bad yeah, black mass of bullshit. He was floating. He was never, but he was just like creeping along at night, and yeah. like the kids saw him, and that I, creeped me out. You know what? I the kids were phenomenal. Yeah, the, the child um, acting in that was really good. I think the adults kind of dropped the ball on certain points. Um, but overall, the show, when it first came out, all I thought it was um, House on Haunted Hill. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, with, um, yeah. 
Is it? It's an oldie. Selma. I don't remember Selma Hayek or I don't remember who's in Someone. it. Someone. Um, but I remember that movie and I was in like expecting it to be that. Mm -hmm. um, but the show was great. I loved it. I think there was certain things that they could have done better. But as with every film, I'm like super picky about everything. So I'm like, you should have done this. But in hindsight, I'm overall, the same. But I also applaud because I'm just like, you did good, guys. You made this beautiful creation. It's hard out there. It's hard to make things. Yeah. Anything else we can talk about? Sleepy time things? Scary things? I feel like that's like as much as we can handle right I know. now. Mentally. I feel like there's I know. I feel I, like I've hit whiplash and I need I need an actual nap, which scares me now. I know. I feel like I'm gonna be afraid. So my whole thing with this this whole topic was like, this will be really awesome, but then my fear in everything, whether it's like aliens, possessions, ghosts, uh sleep things that happen to you when you sleep, is like, are we are we like digging into it where now bad things are gonna happen? So I'm a firm believer in knock on wood. We're gonna knock on this coffee wood tonight. table. Not today. Um, so I guess that's it for this episode. I feel like it is. Thanks for joining us and listening to all of our crazy dreams and embarrassing Thank you guys. stories. Yes. Um, so thanks for joining us on this episode of Let's Get Spooky. I'm Leanna Vamp. And I'm Ashley Junkin. And you can actually download our podcast on iTunes at Let's Get Spooky. And if you want to watch the full video of this episode, you can check it out at letsgetspooky.com. So we'll see you next time and stay spooky. Stay spooky, bitches. Bye, Beans. Oh, I should have said bitches. <laughs>